0: of two eyes. Do you understand the game a bit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Have a look. I'm not saying anything to you in
1: particular because I know you're not too accurate with your reporting. Th- that's what okay, you are paid so for. you saying I should resign. So you're saying I should resign. I think that's you your should, opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my opinion. Are you going to resign
2: then? No, of course I'm not going to resign. I simplify things next time. <laughs>
3: Good evening and welcome to the show that has the ability to affect the Google algorithm. <laughs> and because I'm not tech savvy, I actually don't know how impressive that is. But isn't it cool to see the A-League is now showing the A-League? You're welcome, A-League. We've done it for you. Checks in the mail. Uh, with me to discuss all the A-League news is Nick DiBarno. and making his debut on the pod, young boy Lockie Flanagan, very excited for this. Young boy, tell us for, for those who don't know you, just just give us a little bit of your kind of footballing heritage, if you will.
1: Oh God, okay. Well, I mean, the shirt that I've got on probably goes a long way to uh, explaining <laughs> a lot of that. So for the um, podcast I cannot. Listeners, it says I. Oh, can no. Boogie. It says I can boogie, and that's a yes. a big big Scottish uh, Scottish roots reference. Um, I'm here because of football, basically. Like my grandfather moved across from Edinburgh to play for the Western Bears. Is uh, that true? Yeah no that's that's true. Ah, my like my my family is, is uh, it goes back to um goes back to Newcastle So, like football's the reason I'm here and um for better or for worse I've I've stuck around with it. Um got roped in by Melbourne Heart and have given them up for, uh, you know in their, in their new guys and
3: Oh really? Just just to, yeah
1: with City. Well, I, I did, but I just, like, the last few years have, have have dropped off. I've become a, you know, what you guys would refer to as, like, a general A-league enjoyer, uh, as opposed yeah. to, like, you know, pinning my colours to a specific mast. Um, mm. All in on Scotland, all in on Hearts, uh, but still casting a very critical uh, lens over, over stuff. Here. Yeah, and but people um, would have heard
3: yeah. you on FNR, people would have heard you commentating MPL uh, Victoria. I mean, I hope um, so. People- you people would have maybe just heard <laughs> you if they live near you or they, they went to school with you or something, you know? So it's not yeah, no, that's
1: true. I mean, I guess if, if you're sitting there wondering like, who is that um, strange gentleman on Twitter who makes all the wrestling memes about TNC? Mm. Uh, yeah. There's a, it's a good like nine out of 10 chance that that is me. So for better or for worse, uh, putting a face to the strange yeah. WWE video tweets.
3: Well, we appreciate all the memes that you have made and we appreciate everything that people are making. There's so much great stuff that, you know, whether it's Run the Memes have made our kind of opening titles and different graphics and people uh, just to kind of making so many things for us. So we really appreciate all the content that you're making for us. Um, and we really like the comments coming in. So people comment. You can comment on Facebook, you can comment on YouTube, you can comment on Twitter. Um, Ryan HD Football asked about 10 minutes ago, when is the stream starting? And because we <laughs> could see it, Dubano, you actually
2: thought we might be live. <laughs> (laughs) Do you want to say (laughs) what you were saying to the world at that point? If I speak, I'm in trouble. I prefer not to speak, in the words of Jose Mourinho. Uh, Well, look, I've been kicked out of the host chair today. Uh, Mm. Stoll said, look, you know what? One week was enough in pure Aliga men's uh, style, pure Australian football style. The youth only gets one opportunity in the big chair. But once the veterans are back, you know, they're right back into the 11. So, unfortunately, (laughs) I've been relegated. But... Good to see. We've got quite a few comments coming through. Uh, also, mm. before the show, we had Toros coming through. I think Nick is just finishing his Best of WWE 7 DVD before they can start. Is that for me or for you, Stoll? Yeah. Well, look, I actually I haven't seen the first six,
3: so I don't know if I understand. Uh, to be seven. fair, they do have, there
1: is quite a lot of important lore that you've got to get your head across in, in yeah. the first six to really look. understand. <laughs> Locky, I also thought it. the original trilogy was the best, though.
3: Well, you know, as they say, I find um, that they just keep making them now, just to sell. You know, that's the the best ones were in the 70s.
2: That's yeah,
1: and, I, you know, the fourth yeah. one is the same as the seventh. Yeah, and we don't yeah, it's we don't even we don't even talk about the ninth. We don't
2: even talk about the ninth one.
1: No, somehow no, I, a ninth one happened.
3: I appreciate, um, or even look. I appreciate people making uh, wrestling references. Uh, for example, we already got some questions on Twitter. Um, I'll try and uh, share the screen with you. Just a reminder, everyone, that you can listen to this as a podcast, which is great. Um, you can also uh, watch it on YouTube, uh, either live or not, um, where we can you can visually see what we're doing. So, uh, David Clark asked, "How would you book a wrestling match between Daniel Pena um, and Matt Simon?"
2: Well, I'm going to add Joey to the stream as well. he's just joining yes. us. And Joey, well. a fellow wrestling duff, uh, can maybe help book this. Joey, how would we book a match between Daniel Pena and Matt Simon if this was to take place on Raw on Tuesday?
4: Uh, well, you've got to take into account that Matt Simon, he's a bigger lad. um mm-hmm. You know, big and lean and mean, so you've got to
3: book him like a test type. Um Sorry. You know, he looks you- like he'd have a... a- what does booking mean? You book a wrestling Is it like booking a gift? how you would script how you would script the match? Oh,
1: right.
3: <laughs> I was like, how would you book a wrestling match? I was thinking like David. Thanks for the question, but honestly, Nick I'm discovering like,
1: for the first time that wrestling is in fact not real. Just you just <laughs> call Daniel one. up and one. you
3: say da da da, da and then because we'll get on to Daniel Pena's uh, red card, which was deserved, but at the same time, I like him as a player, so rescind
2: it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but in and, terms. Of, but Joey, who oh, yeah, goes go. over? Who goes over? Pena or Simon? Because, I mean, Simon could look really weak, but we don't want Pena no, to no, lose no, no, momentum. No, 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 no,
4: no, no. You see, you see, Pena's um, out of contract. He might be leaving the A-Leagues. He's going to so go gotta through gotta the go forbidden door. His, you know, he's got, so he's got to go out on his back. You know, you've got to make Matt Simon um, the legends. You know, you can't be booking your young talent over this veteran, over your veteran longstanding stars, Nick Devano. What do you think this is? Um, so no, Penya's going out, big boot, one, two, three, Matt Simon uh, gets the pin and enters the championship uh, program whilst the, the youngsters ride the pine in NXT.
3: Okay, I hope that made sense to people listening because to me that was blah 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 <laughs> blah 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 blah. blah. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, hey, we don't shout out to Heraldo, one of our uh, favorite listeners, currently in a best of one zero zero one Sis Pepper Rock battle over who is hosting. I am hosting uh, tonight for those uh, wondering. Uh, Ryan HD Football, who was patiently waiting for the stream, now asks, "Where is Ante? This is where you got to know Ryan HD Football. <laughs> He's got no ticket. Ante A has no ticket, but B, Ante Jukic is a fraud because Ante (laughs) Jukic's real name is Anthony Johns or something, right? And he's (laughs) all about Anzac Day and he's all about, yeah, Anzac Day, Australia, get it on the piss, two up. That's Ante, right? He just was like, we said to him, hey, Ante, you know, sorry, his real name. Anthony, Anthony, do you mind doing the podcast tonight? And he's like, oh, boys, come on. It's, it's Anzac Day Eve, mate. We've got right. to be down at the pub. Tua, come on, you played all look, weekend. To, to be, like, to be okay, fair right. to
1: Anthony, it is hard to jump on a podcast when you are walking Kakoda. That's that's not yes. easy
3: Yes, <laughs> that's right. Um, look, traditionally, when Australian football gets into Anzac Day, it can get a bit dodgy, so we're just going to move away from that topic. And uh, Ivan Stragan says, happy Easter to those celebrating. Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti. But- uh this weekend and great to see the latest TNC Journalist Academy graduate, Lockie Flanagan, making his debut tonight. <laughs> Heard he can really dissect an XG stat. Young boy, do you subscribe what? to XG? Yeah. Do you believe in it? Because I know that some senior coaching figures in Australia, <laughs> not for them. Some senior coaching mentors in Australia. That's it. People That's it. ostensibly in
4: charge of setting the philosophical direction for all coaching in this That's country, right. if we are to believe for all Australia press releases. Why? I why can't expect believe-
3: a goal when you can just get one? Because <laughs> you X expect never- to, win,
4: Nick. You expect <laughs> right. the goals to expect to win. There is a process. <laughs> expect to goal. Expect to win.
1: <laughs> Lockie XG. <laughs> I I can't believe that my first like a, a, attempt at a serious football opinion on this podcast is to say that XG is not a science of belief. Like it's 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 just a real thing. Like it's an actual it's an actual model. Like I've had to spend a lot of time trying to defend this. People Like it's not a be all and end all for understanding football. If you just look oh, at it. Like it's a model. And... So
4: it's like, it's a Claudia Schiffer or what type of model
1: is it? <laughs> you know, it's a statistical model, which is the most attractive kind. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got to understand it. And it like, you can't look at it by itself. You've got to consider it in the context of the game, but it's, it's not something you can just, cast aside it it deserves consideration despite what someone like nick might say i've spent a lot of time in various group chats trying to uh you know extol the values of, of xg
2: can i just defend so this was like we're talking about two years ago now when we first went into lockdown um in our fnr group chat <laughs> myself and ed gooden used to make it our mission to piss off Lockie by saying we don't believe in xg and it's fake and for the pure sake of just <laughs> riling him up like it wasn't it wasn't because we don't think it's a legitimate statistic. And it just still does. Know, it still does. It was just to say Lockie, it is for Gazy. Like <laughs> just to get a bit of a well, rile because we needed entertainment in lockdown. So Lockie was the source of it. So yeah. Well Nick consider,
1: consider my Jimmy's Russell. There you go. Still right. just, still up.
3: Just for everyone's reference, especially mine, uh Lockie, when you say Nick, you're referring to Dubana, and when you say Stoll, you're referring to me. Correct the window. Yeah. Great. And yes. just um, yeah, yeah. hold on, I, will, I just I'll,
4: I, I just wanted to repeat um, a question to Lucky like, Flying Getting because so what type of model is the most attractive type of model?
1: Ah oh, no. I've, I've already uh, answered the question. I'm so, going to so, go Tony Popovich say. No. A statistical the, model. A statistical. No. Ah, yes. Well <laughs>
3: done Joey. Got that in very quickly. Um just you can if you go
4: back and watch <laughs> the replay, you can just I'm see on. the second he says statistical model, you could see me in the background going to YouTube, finding <laughs> <uploading> the clip, downloading <laughs> yeah, the clip I'm from here. YouTube, uploading the clip <laughs> into the model, and then setting him up with a question.
3: So uh we really do appreciate uh all your questions. Uh there's been some good ones. If the A-League was expanded to expand 16 teams, who would you want to join the league? We might get to some of those more serious ones a bit later. Uh we'll I want to get to I want to get to Stephen Poletti's question. They write, uh, which team has a 141 two-thirds chance of causing chaos in the a League men's finals? I'm just going to say, Stephen, I don't understand that. That makes me think that it is a wrestling reference, so therefore we will no longer be considering that uh, question. But the, the others seem to really enjoy listen, it.
4: Le- listen, when Nick Stoll thinks that there is a wrestling reference trying to sneak, sneak past you, it just spells disaster.
3: <laughs> okay okay that was another one i smell bait i smell bait i know that the, i know look i don't know what's going on but i know when i'm being hoodwinked um, when,
4: when, when you add Stephen paletti into the discussion odds drastic go down
3: okay uh, no okay all right joey just shut up all right no more talking oh
2: have we lost <laughs> you kicked the wrong bloke him. we've lost It's two of
4: the thing i'm, I'm back right.
2: sorry my my, my my google chrome literally just broke. Like it just wow. ended on me. I don't know. I think the Matt's quote of Scott, Scott Steiner's Matt's quote, I think definitely just shut down my Chrome. Do you think it shut down because so many people were
3: Googling Aliga and <laughs> therefore it just collapsed under the, probably, probably. What happened. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, should we talk about the fact that we uh, influenced the, uh, the algorithm, Google. algorithm? Joey, thoughts on that? We are inevitable. It is just,
4: of course, it happens. It is a Liga. It is That's the a Liga Men's, a Liga Women's. It was always going to happen. I mean, Haters I mean, in the
3: absolute mud. Yeah, you I mean, know who you this are. This is the thing. It was. It was funny how like how much people hated it. That's what was the best part about it. But look, uh, big show tonight. Well, um, no,
4: I just like I don't get the thing. Like we're accused of being too negative. We're a bunch of blokes that spend two hours every Sunday night talking about Australian football, having watched pretty much every single game in Australian football. And That's we've right. come up with our own like little pet names and nicknames and jokes about the league. Like, isn't that extensive, maybe not with a two hour podcast bit, but isn't that ostensibly what the A-leagues want to create? They want to create nuffs like us that have their own in jokes and watch all the games and do other stuff like we're all young men aged between 20 and 35. We're the target market. We're doing exactly what we're supposed to be. Like That's right. We're sellouts. We're corporate sellouts in a way.
2: Did mean, sell out? I bought in.
3: Okay. Again, I'm thinking it's a wrestling <laughs> reference. I don't <laughs> love it. Um, I'll say we're sellouts when someone actually pays us. So that would be nice uh, at the moment. Uh, speaking I'm of sure nicknames. We don't sell yet. Um, we're investigating uh, that. Someone got in contact with the podcast pre-show. Uh, Mario from Doncaster, I think was his name. <laughs> no, that's... Um,
2: <laughs> Matthew. Matthew from Doncaster. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew
3: from Doncaster. Sorry. Mario sorry, from I'm Doncaster
2: sorry. works for, for SCN. He's the SCN guy.
3: Got you. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I don't Isn't know why get Mario just
2: Italian for Matthew? No,
3: uh, no
2: Matteo. Mateo is... a uh, Yeah. Mario is right. just Mario. Yeah.
3: Mario, maybe it's... um.
2: Mark? It's, no, Marco. No, 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 it's just
3: it's just know. Mario. Vabene, yeah. Uh A-League nickname. So uh, Matthew from Doncaster was, Matthew? <laughs> was saying that um, the A-League needs to have more nicknames. Obviously, we had the box office Jets. Uh, we've had Raw, Salona, Bling FC, Sydney FC in the background. Uh, Lockie, are there any more uh, A-League nicknames that you can kind of remember because um, we think it helps, you know, create a kind of identity for these teams, even if it's just a season long.
1: Putting you on the spot. I'm not sure there are any that are super fit fit for broadcast necessarily. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I can't think of too many charitable ones. Is the is the well, only problem? But, the I mean, Brexit FC uh, for Brisbane. Oh Raw yeah. a few years ago. Mel, good one. I, Mel, I was like, victory with of Brexit
2: um, 2.0.
4: Like, yeah, like yeah, Brexit FC is a multi-use one. We had, well, no, that, that, the Victory was more Breadner's
3: Brexit Boys. You had yeah. the alliteration <laughs> going. It's Triple like Big B. Ball of Bread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so look, we want you to get in touch with the show if you can remember or you want to create your own um, A-leg nicknames for teams. It's more for teams rather than individuals. Like, um, surely,
4: if, if, if we had Raw Salona when they were good, are they our Salona
3: when they're bad? <laughs> no, nah, they're, they're Espanol, uh,
2: Brisbane, <laughs> <That's... laughs> Brisbane, yeah, Brisbane, they're Yol. That's what they are. <laughs> Rayo, big Brispanol. Rayo, Brisa, Rayo, Rayo, or Raw something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Raw for
3: um, all right, look, we should probably actually talk. We should talk about, football. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause 16 minutes in. And as you know, this podcast always gets done <laughs> within 40 minutes. All good. No need to put it on two speed. Um, Mariners-Jets, actually a fun game. It was great. It was great.
4: Like, this is going to come across as very wankish and very in-joke type thing, but you know how I knew that this was a really entertaining and a really fun game? I was trying to file on that game, trying to submit 300 words on the final whistle for that game, which inevitably means that you are writing pretty much from about the 30th minute onwards. And I wasn't mad every time something happens and I had to change my story because I was enjoying myself that much. That tells me that it was a really good game, that I was getting effed over in my copy and I didn't care because I was just enjoying it. I was enjoying watching the game and seeing what happened next and, you know, shitposting with every new development that happened. I was dying with laughter as Matt Simon and Daniel Pena got into a yelling match as the latter was sent off. And then Jets fans began to hurl abuse at Matt Simon, which I guarantee you only makes him stronger. Um, (laughs) That might've fixed his neck, the abuse from the Jets fans, and he might be ready to return for finals. He's back with a broken
2: frickin' neck.
4: Just the venom um, from the Jets fans. But no, like often in the A-Leagues, what happens is we'll get a game that sucks. For 75, 80 minutes, mm. and then there'll be some late drama at the like uh, Adelaide's visit to Melbourne Victory
3: earlier in the season. Is that the it one where like, Dagostino hit a cracker? And then Goodwin yeah, it. was like there was later. like a ton of
4: late drama Like Goodwin struck late. There was VAR drama. Everybody it was like, wow, what a great game, guys. Um, but it was it was 10 minutes of greatness and craziness preceded by 80 minutes of ass. Um, <laughs> the F three derby that we just had, it was just entertainment for ninety minutes. Like, yeah, all right. The Jets played some really good stuff for about nineteen minutes until their defense, as it is wont to do, imploded in on itself, oh, and the Mariners scored three goals in fifteen minutes. But they did the same good-
3: against Wanderers. The Jets, by yeah. the way, like yeah. that defense. Oh, like there are bad defenses. <laughs> when there's and there's feet the of jets, crap? Yeah. <laughs> and <then> there's the, <laughs> <chest that fits. laughs> the Like, and,
4: and, and ultimately, Ooh. serious analysis had on that is going to cost them finals. Mm, like, yeah. mathematically, that no. But at this point, they're not playing finals. Their defensive lapses are going to end up costing them finals because going forward, when they're in, in full flight going forward, they are potentially the best attacking side in this competition because they're not just completely reliant on transition or their opponents making an error. They are capable of making their opponent, of forcing their opponents into an error when they're going forward. The problem is that is very difficult to consistently pull off um, at the very best levels, let alone with the type of talent that you're able to sign in the A leagues. So that always doesn't come off. And unfortunately for them, when it's not coming off, they can't exactly rely on, their defence to consistently bail them out of holes because it's terrible. It's sort of like the Mariners. When the Mariners' attack isn't playing well, they've got the great wall of Mark Birigitti Mm -hmm. and Dan Hall and Kai Rolls that are able to shut the door. Like that opening 20 minutes of the F3 derby, Mariners were poor, but Birigitti was able to hold out and keep them in it. Then they get forward, they get the goal and they break. So... The two contrasts there, Jets obviously get back in it. Nick Montgomery insistent that his team, just jokingly, not actually insistent, joking that his team just wanted to make it interesting, uh, giving up the own goal. But it was a really great, it was a fun game, really great contest. You know, great to watch it. Garen Kual is the sequel better than the original. Like, apparently, and apparently the threequel, Um, The third one in the trilogy, according to that interview that Alava Kual gave, is even better. So tons of great storylines, great fun, you know, like fantastic. Like we make fun of, wow, what a great game, guys. No, this actually was a great game to watch.
1: Yeah, like Joey's spot on. I mean, I am, for those who don't know, like spending seven days at home, COVID isolation, looking for things to do. I was in bed for the whole day yesterday watching like every single NPL Victoria game I could get my hands on. Um it was a day of very God mixed footballing quality, but this was like this this was a really just like outstanding game and glad that it happened at the end. You guys both mentioned the um the quality or lack thereof of the Newcastle Jets defense. I think this nickname the box office jets, I think it needs some like the law of it needs expanding. There needs to be sort of a distinction. They're not just one box office film; they are the whole box office. And sometimes movies at the box office can be good. Sometimes mm. they can be bad. The you know the Jets attack and their midfield is very much the you know Lord of the Rings end of the mm. box office, and the defense. Lord Lord you know, of the, 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 the Rings.
4: Oh, it's God. a very popular all the, Of all the, the great movie. cinema, his go-to is Lord of the Rings. But not 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 the Avatar. No, the box office. But not The Godfather. Not, you know, not... No, Lord Lord
2: of the, of the, rings, the Lord of the Rings has a of in numbers. Offers. Yeah, Lord We're of talking the about Rings money, joey. Joey.
1: than
3: The Godfather. Yeah, I'm talking about numbers.
1: I'm talking about numbers. I'm like, Avatar, you know, that sort of realm. That's what their attack and midfield is. Their defense and their goalkeeper, on the other hand, is like...
2: The Rise the suicide of Suicide Squad,
1: end of yeah, the Suicide Squad, or you know, Holmes and Watson. I, yeah, if you want to make I, it a comedy I, I, film, that's on the liked other the end. Suicide Squad, okay, okay but there's one the paying public. There's did two not, of them, so there's two the of first them. which one. I, li- I haven't yeah, seen the, first the second one, the
4: one. one. I like the first. Do you, one. Like the first one? you like the first one? I'm a DC Comics nerd,
2: it was shocking. Even I I like I'll go and
3: get guys. We're not going to debate comic movies. Actually, gonna say you like Joss Whedon's Justice League as well. I don't know what these things mean, Rocky. Finish your point. Go.
1: I love that the, the two biggest debates so far have been how good was Suicide Squad really, and is it Mario or Matthew from Doncaster? That's that's the peak. That's the peak so far. Um, but yeah, we, we need to distinguish that there. Like, there's multiple bits of box office in this, and you know, the defense and the goalkeeper is the box office flop end. Um, and to that end, I I thought that Jack Duncan didn't cover himself obviously. He was sold pretty short by his defenders. But a few goals in a row now, and even in the Wanderers game, um, from that Nazarene goal where he kind of half tipped the effort away, he's been really, really poor um, on a few efforts. Uh, let's have like effectively nothing to play for for the rest of the season. I would, I would like to see Michael Weir get a run and be able to audition for that for that number one spot for next season. Um, and finally, on on Grand Qual. Um, I actually think Joey might might be right. He, he may well be better than, than the original. Obviously, he's small sample size. We've seen less than 90, you know, a full minute from him across a full 90 minutes across all of his games. But the guile of, like, the finishes that he's been able to get, you know, those first touch, plucking the ball out of the air, those kind of finishes are really, really top quality. Like, you don't expect that from... Your average A League forward consistently, let alone someone who's 17 years of age. And Aluquao was great. He offered some things. He was intelligent with his movement, you know. But he was a bit more unrefined, I think. We didn't see this sort of thing from Alu. So, yeah. Again, it's small sample size, but I'm um, I'm buying I'm buying stocks.
3: He had that great assist as well
2: uh, against mm. Wellington last week.
1: Um, Davano.
2: Yeah, um, I just wanted to say in regards to this game again, we, we're, we're glossing over the big part of this. The Gumdog scored two goals. Like, that's the... <laughs> the Gumdog!
1: No the, the, the gum Hibs dog. content. The,
2: the, the Gumdog <laughs> just keeps... He keeps saying to Arnie, like, mate, if you're not calling me up in a month and a half's time, like, there's every chance Scotland might be on the freaking radar for him right now and the form he's in. I mean, Scotland probably... Yeah. lucky you'd be able to tell him better than me. If, you know, there's other Scottish Why, why would he want to go
4: and play for a nation that's going to miss the World Cup?
2: In
1: well, well in, Which one are you talking about there, Joey? Which, yeah, exactly, Joey. Like, there's, actually, there's, there's, yeah.
4: <laughs> to be fair, that they're, they're probably both gonna I miss. Mean, I was just trying to shit on Scotland. No, no, but, but, know, but they're probably but, both gonna miss, But, he, but Scotland's of, gonna miss the World Cup, by the way.
2: But but in terms of <laughs> in terms of the Mariners guys, um, so I I reckon that North like North if they if they lock in a spot in the top six, they can potentially cause some upsets. I reckon they're. Yeah, the, I would say like that they're a dark horse per se. I think that, you know, there's every chance that no one would want to come up against them in a one-off game in the first week of finals. And right now, Melbourne victory away. The two games they've played against Victory this year, or the three games they've played against, have all been really, really tight games. Think about the FFA Cup final, the game during the league. I think Nishan Volupole scored with like the last kick of the game. Uh, There was a one-all draw in Gosford. Who knows what could happen in that sort of game? The Mariners are unpredictable. And it seems like right now they're starting to hit their straps as well especially in attack, we spoke about Benny and Cololo. My God, does that guy just play with pure vibes, man. Like he has one move, cut it on his left and, and shoot or cross. But that one move is the one move of doom. And that move comes off <laughs> yeah. every single time. Um, but in terms of like, you know, Newcastle, it is a shame that, you know, they're not going to play finals this year unless there is literally a miracle. Um, as we said, we have to really make it clear that we said at the start of the year, Just because Newcastle are going to be box office doesn't mean they're going to win every week. They're going to be fun, and they have been fun. I can't remember that many bad Newcastle games. Like, There's been a couple, but the majority of them have been fun for the neutral. Um, I think they'll have the second best attack but just have the, the league's worst defense. Um, I think that let that us enjoy comment. the league, let us enjoy a yeah. terrible, let's have fun Flash for once. Man.
4: Newcastle Jess, let
2: us enjoy our, our and, league and nickname. Stop
4: and, getting and, mad and, with us when we actually enjoy this poxy. league every
2: once in a while, like, let us just have a bit of fun for once. Like, why is everything going to be so doom and gloom for bloody hell? We're hard, hard audience oh, to please. Um, we're accusing ed- ed- we're ed- ed- we're ed- <laughs> people of being doom and gloom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: That's probably
2: the biggest leap. have <laughs> become the podcast. very thing you swore ed- to destroy, yeah. Uh, Edmund uh, is asking, are Elsie and I believe he thinks Yerman, not Uma Thurman, really poor or are they bad fits for the way Pappas sets up his team? Um, I think they need upgrades at centre-back in the off-season. They need a lot of upgrades at centre-back, especially if they're going to play a back three. I don't mind Lucas Moragas as a left-wing back, but I think they need upgrades as well at right-wing back. Um, But really, that whole defensive side needs a lot and a lot, a lot of firepower there. And Matt Yerman looks... part. I wouldn't say like, you know... He's at the peak of his powers anymore. Let's put it like that. He's getting towards the end. Uh, Matthew from Doncaster just coming through saying, Yearman is washed. So make sure you get through the TNC mailbag. Um, but yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do this offseason. Like we spoke about Sydney having a big offseason. I think that's uh, Newcastle do as well to retain talent. Uh, you know, Daniel Pena uh, is the one that's coming out of contracts. His loan deal expires. Whether the Jets keep him around. That's going to be the big question as well, because I think they do need to keep him. He's such an important part of that team to build around. And it'll be interesting to see whether they can and who else they can don't bring in this can. off season. We're, you don't we're think, hearing rumors.
3: We're hearing rumors that uh, he's not going to stay at the Jets, which I think is really shame. disappointing.
2: He, yeah. Yeah.
3: Because yeah. I think he's been, he's been outside of getting two red cards that he probably didn't need to get. Um He's been so much fun. Like, talk about a player who sums up the box office jets. There was a game they won 4-0 at home where he did the most like needless four step overs that I've ever seen on an A-League pitch. Like, but it Hold was on. Are pure... you saying he produced more
4: meaningless stepovers than Lockie Wales? He was powering like, up.
3: Well, I say meaningless. They were they had no effect on the actual on pitch, but they had a massive effect on the crowd because the crowd suddenly knowing that they were 4-0 up, it was just like party time. It was like, yes, this is why we come to the football to see something. Yeah, it was totally like that. And actually, I was thinking today um, in the Wellington game uh, when the fans had their shirts off in the 80th minute, and obviously the Wanderers fans in the 80th minute did Poznan, or at least they used to when they They were Wanderers fans. more than 20 of them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But to to me, it's like all clubs should have something that they do in the 80th minute when they're winning and they can have a really good time. Because, you know, I just thought that was great. But, Joey, you wanted to make a point about the Mariners-Jets game? Okay, well,
4: first things first, like the Mariners-Jets game, we were talking about, you know, what do the Jets target from here? Just... As I discuss in my um, Guardian piece that I was up till 3am watching this game, uh, watch uh, up till 3am writing after this game because they needed to, the Jets and the Mariners do all this in a couple of weeks. They'll do it all again in a couple of weeks in Gosford. And potentially, Nick's gone. Uh, Nick's disconnected. We've broken him with wrestling references. <laughs> but no, as we wait for Nick Stoll to come back in, potentially what that game might in fact do is... We could be looking at a situation where maybe um, the Mariners <laughs> need to beat the Jets to play finals. Maybe. Or to guarantee finals. Can you imagine yeah. a situation like that? Uh, the Mariners, um, the Jets potentially playing spoilers for their um, biggest, most hated rivals. Um, that so, would certainly be something. Well, let's as, look at the um, la- uh,
2: the next two games, Joey. I mean, the next two games, do you see the Mariners taking maximum points before that? I mean, they've got Western United at home this week, then Brisbane more away midweek before that. Can you see them getting enough points beforehand that maybe they might be already in and they're playing maybe for seeding at that point?
4: Well, I think they get points against Brisbane. Biggest question against Western United, as is the case for most of the games in this league, is who has the ball. If Western United has the ball, um, away, <laughs> yeah, on the road against the Mariners. Mariners win that game. If Western are able to sit back, give the Mariners the ball. Um, I don't think um, the Mariners can win. Um, we should. I should also just point out that now that you're back, Nick Stoll, because you know how to do this. Um, friend of the pod, uh, Phil mm. Rollo, has responded yes. to our post dunking on Young Boy. Um, so we should probably bring that up so that. Uh, young boy
3: knows that uh, <laughs> there are others out there that want his gig. Um, Rollo says there's only one Lord of the Rings team in the A league men's, and he's got uh, <laughs> uh, Roy Krishna wearing a jersey with the Hobbit. Uh, well, I didn't realize the Hobbit was advertising on Wellington. Pretty cool. Well, they are the new team of New
4: Zealand, otherwise known yeah. as Middle Earth. So, <laughs> See, um,
2: so so we give we give the A-League uh, uh, all that shit for Star Wars around all those years ago. But what about, you know, the what about uh, the 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 news Wellington, we you know just flat out saying, "Hey, we're filming the Hobbit at the moment in our t-shirt. Go see the movie."
3: Wouldn't it be funny if every time there was a big movie the A-League had to do a like a round based on that movie? Like if there was Batman round, if there was Godfather round, <laughs> You know, if there was Ocean's 11 round, you know, <laughs> well, like, speaking of people Dr. stealing Strange the Doctor Strange round.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Strange. If Victor was, if, if was still playing games at Marvel, they probably would have had to, you know, do some sort of plug eventually where Doctor Strange, well, like, he's on the field and he's going everyone, like this. Everyone, the starting 11s space. walk out through a portal. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um. Does anyone else have anything to add on uh, Mariners and Jets? It was great.
4: It yeah. Quite, um, yeah,
3: it rocked. Steven uh, Craylon says something quite problematic in the comments. So I think I'll just leave that one uh, there. Uh, in terms of, uh, um, Edward Watson says something less problematic, which is shout out to Atletico <laughs> Madrid Spider Man 2 kits. Yeah, I think there should be. Look, we, we did shit all over
2: Star Wars Round, but movie, movie crossover when we like hey, well, it.
3: <laughs> it's all good. Hey, well,
2: the Bulldogs once wore like Thor jerseys. For what when well, Chris Hemsworth was in town, and didn't yeah. the
3: NRL do like a whole bunch of
2: special yeah, superhero like jerseys, superhero well?
3: rounds and stuff? I think, and I think that was a Marvel plug as well. So yeah, look, these ways. Um, let's talk. talk what a, kind of, all these organizations selling out to Disney. Jesus Christ! Oh, but, well, before like, we get to mind. that,
2: before we get to that, yeah. stall, we're
3: actually joined by a yes. fifth member. Oh my a goodness! Fifth member Josh, turning
0: Josh up Parisevsky. half an hour late. <laughs> What's going yeah, on fashionably Josh. late fashionably late mate uh, Tell- I I I wasn't going to come I was I had, just had to join in because of Joey's Lord of the Rings slander like I, I wasn't slandering
4: to- it I was calling young boy a nerd
0: <laughs> I was uh, look, I, I look I'm not an he insult to me it's not an insult to me but this one shocked me to my core you know 17 academy awards mate across the trilogy so <laughs> no, I can't no, know. <laughs> he knows moves. he's like, got the numbers like they're <laughs> he's, great they's like Mourinho. They're
4: great movies, but if like but somebody was asking times. me respect, like, but if like somebody came up to me in the street and said, "Name a great movie," like Lord of the Rings isn't like the first thing
1: coming. But to that's my not head. the criteria. That wasn't the criteria, though. It was a. It box was what made money, sheet, which the Lord of the Rings is. By the way, Joey, throw in a glass house, throwing some stones. You're wearing a Mass Effect hoodie right now. You're no, so you're calling ah, me a nerd, nerd. We're all nerds. Let's be real. Yeah, but not, I, but I'm not,
3: if, not if talking about my much Paragon of the League. You are. A nerd. nerd. You know what's bad is I don't even know what Mass Effect is. I like, mean, really. outside of like you know the actual effect of mass, but otherwise,
2: um,
4: like just, you, you hipster. F Nick Stoll. honestly, you don't know anything about shit. <laughs>
3: not much, not much. It's, it's the things that I know is, you yeah, know, all kinds of crap. Um, hey, I know I hate MacArthur. That's for absolute sure. MacArthur won <laughs> victory four. <laughs> Right. Um, we, look, last week, I want to make an apology. Last week, we we said that some players um, had been adopted by aliens. That's true. But one of them has returned. So I want to just give a shout out to the aliens because Daniel De Silva made his return after two months, I think uh, we hadn't yeah, seen him months. before. And you know what? Credit to him. He managed to get his team's play of the game, as you may have seen (laughs) on social media. An incredible Cruyff turn, followed by a couple of more steps to the left and another incredible Cruyff turn. And then a pass, I think, that just went to nowhere. So well done to Daniel De Silva. I've always said that he's a player of special moments. And clearly, um, the people who run MacArthur's social media agree. Guys, what did you think? Play of the game? Absolutely.
2: Uh, (laughs) There was
3: a
4: a certain goal from a certain centre-back that probably... constituted a more
3: memorable um, play. I mean, this was MacArthur's play of the game. And to be fair, they only scored a penalty. So, you know, uh, go, go, Devon.
2: That, Danny DeSilva uh, came back looking like he'd been abducted by aliens because he had, looked like he had had a haircut in two months as well. I mean, he had came back with the the shaggy long hair. It looked like he'd just been, you know, basically in captivity and just had been released for the game. Um, <laughs> you wait till we finally
3: see Buzanik. He's going to look like Tom Cruise in Castaway. Uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway. Tom Cruise in Castaway. <laughs> All
2: right. Uh, anyways, uh, in, in terms of this game, Um, my god, it was boring. Like, there was five goals, but it was not fun. (laughs) Um, like, it it wasn't a five goal thriller. Victory did what they had to do, and they got the job done. I mean, there was a bit where MacArthur, like, they actually got into the game after Craig Noon scored the pen, and then they actually had a goal. Jovanovic had a goal disallowed for offside, which he was clearly off. Um, but victory just looked very good in transition. It seems like it's clicking for them right now, like really clicking for them in transition, uh, which is really no surprise, but it's now just hit like, you know, it's been timed perfectly now for finals. Uh, Ben Falami was very good. He scored his first goal in the league in three months. It's actually strange to think he hadn't scored a goal in the league in three months. He'd scored it in the Champions League, but hadn't scored since the Big Blue. Uh, But in terms of that, you mentioned Roderick Miranda's goal, Joey, like, wow. Like we talking about, wow, what a goal. That was up there, one of the best goals of the season this year, especially when it's coming from a centre-back, and what is it with our defenders in this A-League scoring ridiculous goals from set-pieces and and crosses, like we saw Garuccio with the scorpion, we see Miranda with the little cheeky backheel, like Dink, and in the end, the worst possible goal you ever see with Josh Rolante's, like deflected P-roller, which somehow rolled in, and everything seemed like it just went in slow motion, and that was it. My favourite
0: moment of the game, my play of the game, was uh, Josh Berlante not seeing himself score because he was too busy appealing to the referee for handball for a penalty and he had no idea that the ball would ever make its way over the goal line. <laughs> so he, he actually had to be told by, I think it was Nishan Volupile saying, mate, stop appealing. The ball's in like you scored. So goal, Josh mate. Berlante still hasn't seen his goal, I don't think. Um,
3: Joey? your thoughts on this game.
4: Joey I mean, look, well- To sort of, like, sum up this game was, like, yeah, standard disclaimer, XG, yada, 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 nerd, whatever. The XG for this goal, so Melbourne Victory actual goal scored uh, 4-1. The XG for this game was MacArthur 1.7, Melbourne Victory 1.56. So, Victory did a lot, Um, with their scant chances. Uh, I mean, and admittedly, one of them was a penalty um, as well for Jake Brummer. So, but this is what victory increasingly look like they're turning into under Tony Popovich. They're going to feast upon their chances. They're going to feast upon um, their ability to get out and transition. They're going to feast upon set pieces. I mean, admittedly, I I don't know what was going on with MacArthur's set piece defence, you know, for the first two goals. It looked like they were already on holiday in Ibiza or something, just the way they were defending um, some of those set pieces. It was ridiculous. I mean, considering that this is a side that basically scores 50% of their goals um, from stoppages in play, it was remarkable that they weren't able to defend them um, properly, but uh, like victory, like it's exploitable. Like, if you just if you give them, like, the ball for extended periods and make them break you down, you could probably exploit them. But right now, they're just rolling. They've found their groove. They're just coming through. They're, well, like, undefeated um, in so long now, like 12 games. 12 games, games yeah. Um, so I think that's now the longest undefeated streak we've had this season. They've officially surpassed City's 11-game undefeated streak from earlier in the season. So, like... Yeah, like they're not playing in a manner that you know you're going to remember in fifty years time, unless you're a victory fan. But it's effective, and it's I getting think, the job done.
3: I think they're going to win the league. Like, not the league is in the. It league would table, not surprise. Yeah, it would I not surprise me one ounce. Come end of the season,
2: they will be lifting the trophy. Lucky. Sorry, lucky, just before you jump in, before you go, lucky, just a quick thing. Look at him. By the time he hosts we one get show to, and suddenly no, no, no. he starts getting confident. This, is, this, this will literally take it. two seconds. Go on. Victory go on, go on. could actually be top by the time we get to Friday because they play two games before Western United or City play another game. They play tomorrow and then they play Friday night against Wellington. Win both those games, they're actually top. So as much as the other teams will have games in hand on them, they're, they're putting themselves in a really good position to actually win the Premier's plate as well.
1: Lucky. Not surprised to see Nick punch down on a fellow young boy there, but that's yeah. that's okay, Nick. That's okay. Um. You can you can have one. It's all good. Um, it, it was a good point that Joey made about this this role that victory on because I, I think this is just what we've come to see over the years from from Tony Popovich's sides. Like this is the grind that they're on, and they will continue to um, churn out these games for for better or for worse. And like I couldn't help but feel like watching this game as I did a few others this weekend with the exception of Central Coast and Newcastle and think, okay, I've sat through 90 minutes of football. What, if anything, have I actually learned about either of these two sides? And I don't think it was a a game that really told you much, if anything, new. Like both of these sides uh, attempted as much as possible to exploit transition and victory are better at doing that than arguably any other team in the league. Mm. And MacArthur were... You know, never gonna out popper popper really like they were never (laughs) going to beat, they were never gonna beat victory at their own game. And they, to be fair, like never really looked like challenging victory. Um, you
3: know, the only other thing they they did look
1: like challenging
4: for a while, Jovanovic's goal isn't disallowed, it's to all,
3: but But yeah. Well, one thing I'll say is now MacArthur looks like they're gonna miss out on finals, and that makes me so happy. That makes me ecstatic. (laughs) This team does not deserve to be in the finals. Um, Ivan Stragan says, professional performance for victory. Most could relate to Milicic for a moment with the old saying, if you can't say something nice, say it in another language. I wish Ante was here who could tell us what was said, but I'm assuming it was a Yabenti Mate or something like that. Well, Um, they they actually picked up
2: up I actually picked it up in English as well. There was a part that he had a bit of a word to the fourth official and you hear it in, in clear English what he was saying. And Paramount he say? replayed it. You could, well, I oh, can't.
3: This is an explicit podcast,
2: Nick DeMarno. You can say We, we,
3: we have said, he said everything on here. You know
2: that? Yeah, he basically, all I remember was in the exact word, he just said, he said he dropped the F-bomb. And you hear it okay. clear as day, clear as day. And Paramount went back and replayed it. And you hear Ben Homer go, Oh, okay. There you there it is. It's like it's like, Oh, we should not have played that there's again. Swearing. <laughs> oh. Yep, well that swearing um, in ball. Hey,
0: I think Paramount I think Paramount actively encouraged that sort of behaviour, right? Because you know, they employ Mark Milligan as an analyst, so I assume that anything said on effects mics is fair game.
2: I mean historically
0: speaking. I gotta
1: say I certainly do a lot of swearing when I am using Paramount, so It ties in. (laughs) Hold on. Who who
4: do we think is more excited about the prospect of MacArthur missing finals? Nick Stoll or Mark
3: Milligan? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ryan HD football. I reckon Western United will get premiers and victory will win the league. Does everyone kind of think as we, you know, maybe move on to talk about uh Western United who uh beat MacArthur in the 5 p.m. game on a Tuesday. That you know what, a lot of people criticize that scheduling. I think that was great scheduling. All right. Bury what that game, a, it's, put that it's game a public on holiday a lunchtime. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It days, get rid of that game. Like, you know, play it on a Sunday, two in the morning. I, I do not care. Um, do we agree Western United premieres
2: maybe for the league? Do we think city or do we think the ACL is distracting from that? It's, it's so hard to tell because Western United have to play three games in a week on the road against three teams that aren't going to be easy beats. Like they've got the Mariners, they've got mm. the Jets, They've got Adelaide United in that last game as well. Adelaide still have something to play for. For me, it's going to be, it really all depends on if they drop points, whether city, what sort of shape city are in when they get back. Because they play Perth, which they, you expect them to win. But then they play Wellington that last game, which again, Wellington's desperate and they're playing for a final spot. That's not an easy game. So really, it's so hard to tell because we don't know what Western United we are going to get as well. Because sometimes Western United will come out and, you know, get a big win or sometimes they will just drop an absolute stinker. And we don't know what we're going to get against the Mariners. Cause last time they played the Mariners, they weren't very good. And they were very lucky to get a draw in that game as well.
1: Hmm.
3: Um, shout out to Angus Bird, uh, who's one of our listeners from Tasmania and says as a Tasmanian, it was only a public holiday for public servants. Most people were working on that day. What kind of socialist utopia is that where public servants get their own public holidays? And why didn't that happen when I worked at a government organization? That's what I want to know, Angus. Um, but yeah, so obviously it was just a bunch of government uh, people in the crowd. Um, but I, it actually kind of sounded like there was a little bit of a crowd. Uh, like, when there was I that think the Western,
4: the Western service crew went down, I think. I'm not sure if they flew down Got and they caught the boat. Um, yeah. but you know, that, well, we, we do know the Western service crew have a bit of a history with boats who so can forget that press conference in the Docklands where a very uncomfortable <laughs> Mark Rudan sailed down, <laughs> sailed in, uh, before the battle of the bridge. So may, maybe they repurposed that and invaded Tasmania once again, but, um, didn't I just shout out to, uh, our Tasmanian, uh, listener Angus Bird because looking at the data, Of our audience that resides in Australia, less than one percent come from Tasmania. So I think we found him.
3: Angus, cheers. Let us know in the comments if you, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. (laughs) If you come from a place that is far away, uh, let us know. Uh, Should we talk about Adelaide v Perth? That was the late game this afternoon. Um, Who actually? really got a good look at this game. Was I the only one who had it on while I were cooking dinner? I had it on while I was working.
1: With some degree of shame, I will raise my hand and say I watched it 60 minutes of this game.
3: All right, Lockie, lead us to your chats. What was your thoughts? Uh, Obviously, Bernardo uh, with kind of an early goal, 1-0 for most of the game. And then what a golazo from uh, Kunda who, I mean, has he ever scored a crap goal in his life?
1: Yeah, well that I mean it was kind of interesting to to hear him talk about the goal after after the full time whistle because it was it was a fair wallop like across the face <laughs> of goal to find the top left corner from where he was. It was it was a thumper. Uh, a belter, some might say. Um, but yeah, he he basically said, I, I score goals like these all the time. Like he was so nonchalant in the way he that did he say that. described that strike. He, he, and he does he, 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 doesn't- he won't score
4: bad goals. Like it's true. He, he- he went full
3: Mark Henry spec. Just that's what I do. Do. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know who Mark Henry is, but I will say. So. <laughs> he's, he's a champion
4: strongman he's
3: a, he's a strong in powerlifting, powerlifter Yeah. Uh, world's strongest. reminded man. me, uh, Aaron Klandu's interview, of Alu Qual's interview when he first um, played for the Mariners against the Jets. And they said, oh, you were up against, um, I can't remember who it was, Nikolai Topper-Stanley and someone else and he goes oh it must be tough against the big boys and he goes no nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's was, that was good no not really <laughs> boom so yeah uh and what do you think of kind of Adelaide you know obviously we can't really get a read on Perth as they're just less crap than they were
1: I mean, look. The reason I brought up the you know the Irankunda goal first is because thank God it happened. Really, like other other than that, the second forty-five minutes of this game was like really, really dire viewing. Like Adelaide basically scraped over the line against Perth, and Perth had the ball in the back of the net, but it was you know ruled out for offside. They they were not good in the second half, and to think that they're what the fourth place team in the league, it's yeah, like you guys said last week, uh, putting putting the mid into into mid table. But I th- really the only interesting element of this game for me was the fact that um, Calviat s- decided to move away from his you know Spanish axis of doom in the starting <laughs> eleven. You know, getting rid of moving Juan de to the bench, and um, you know Cavallo played in midfield uh, with Brook, and then obviously Isaias at the base. Uh, Good to see that experimentation lasted for all of 45 minutes before (laughs) one day came on uh, after halftime. And shock horror, would you believe it, after that change of midfield back to the um, natural order, uh, Adelaide were really poor. Um, Yeah, it was just, like I said, with the exception of the Marin at their free derby frustrating games to watch this weekend really just
3: just before you go debano uh, I just wanted to say I did like from Adelaide especially in the first half uh Bernardo and Brooke I don't know why Brooke was taken hmm. off kind of at halftime there was yeah. I feel like there was something going on there um he's, you know it's weird Adelaide,
4: Adelaide- for you but
3: yeah, Adelaide always tease you with maybe there's going to be some excitement, but uh, not. Uh, Alan Riley says, wish Ante was here to get his thoughts on Ibuki's performance today. Alan, what are you saying? That we can't give you our thoughts? On I mean, Ibisuki's I can give you Ante's
4: thoughts right now. Just A-S-S, done.
3: There you go.
4: I can predict Ante's thoughts. There you go.
3: Ante, if you're listening, let us know.
2: Just a quick one, guys, on this game. Yeah. I mean, Perth, are, Perth, sorry, Adelaide are going to be probably, what, finishing fourth, get a home final. Realistically, just to put it out to everyone here, can we actually see Adelaide like really doing damage in finals this year? Like, they probably will get a home elimination final, but can we actually see them do something? Because it feels like. The last no. few seasons, they have made the finals, and they just make the finals. They, it's almost like they make up the no. numbers. I, I don't don't want to say, that, but they've made a couple of semis, but they never looked like you know. There was the, the 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 crazy penalty shootout against Perth Glory that you know Liam Reddy went full bloody John Luigi Buffon, and then last season they played Sydney, and everyone was like, they're not beating Sydney, like no the way they're going to the Shadow Realm and coming away with a win. Can you actually see them? Is it going to be the same thing again? Semi final. And gone, or is there something well, else there?
4: I mean, the, the two legs make it a very different proposition now because mm. any side getting through now, they can't just, you know, jag a cheeky win. They've got to do it over two legs. Um, but in this league, it's not a surprise. It well, okay, the d- d- degrees of surprise, it's not a massive surprise if any team beats any team, perhaps with like the exception of Perth glory beating anybody. Um, Wanderers like, beating anyone? Like, like if the Wanderers, you know, just jacked, like played like they did in the first 60 minutes against the Newcastle Jets the other day and, you know, got a win, no one would be that surprised. Like the Wanderers have massively underperformed this season. But, you know, if they were to just go out and jag a random 1-0 win, you'd just right oh, they've got all the talent. Their talent rocked up today. Like, there's nobody in this league that is just... We don't have a Liverpool and Manchester City in this league that are just, you know, playing We definitely a have a Manchester
3: City, but, you know...
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> just not 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 in terms of quality. No, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying, Joe. Yeah, but, like, yeah, we don't
4: have, you know, we don't have two teams that are just playing a different sport yeah. to everybody else. Like there was the case a few
3: years ago with City and Sydney. It did feel like they were in a different kind of yeah. level to the rest. So, like...
4: The two legs are going to make it awfully hard for mm. the poor teams to upset. But no, in finals football, I think, and like we were just talking about, Melbourne victory probably could, their, their most likely scenario is finishing third. Absolutely none of us would be surprised if they won the championship. Mm. It's
2: just that sort of league. But, uh, Josh, okay, let's, 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 sorry, Josh, but let's get back to the actual point. Can you see Adelaide doing it though? Because victory in Adelaide is yes, two very, because I could teams. see,
4: I could see any team
2: doing it. That's that's my okay. point. Any team could do it.
0: Okay. I, imagine I mean, that goes McArthur, back to doesn't... the inherent mediocrity of the competition this year, that we don't have an outstanding side. You know, some yeah. sides are better than others, but there's no consistency. As Stephen's just said in the comments, no great teams this year. Um, that's, that's what the league is. And I think it's very hard. I found it difficult early on. I thought it was because of the uneven fixture list, but I found it very difficult to generate storylines in, you know, the podcast that we're doing because anyone can beat anyone, there is no upset when there is no consistency and no pattern to draw from. And I thought that was just because teams had played less games than each other all across the competition, but that's leveled out quite a bit now. And still we have very little bearing on where teams actually rank. But uh, what I was going to bring up is, um, you know, we were talking a bit off air and also on the pod about – Nicknames for uh, for players and managers and games and so forth. I want to propose one for Carl vart. Uh, I think he's the human handbrake because Adelaide have all these <laughs> exciting players, and he just refuses to <laughs> take the handbrake off and let us have some fun. He's so he's so aggressively dull in his choices. Signing Ibasuki is just sums him up as a coach and he his, his natural instincts are what he Returns to when the going gets tough, what he defaults to. And, you know, he's emblematic of a lot of coaches in this league, but I, it just frustrates you, especially when Nestori Kunda scores a worldie every single time he plays. Like, why doesn't he start? I know he's 15, but if you're good enough, you're old
3: enough, right? What do you think of Toros saying Irenkunda, the Australian Tony Yeboah? I mean, love it. I do love it too. Um, <laughs> Uh, Loki, well just I'd like the idea of the human handbrake as a because it's like, can you imagine someone being like, get
2: down to Cooper Stadium this Friday to see the human handbrake
3: take on the <laughs> box office Jets? <laughs> so uh-huh. now, so
2: now the stalls, there's stalls leaning into the wrestling kinda, you know, uh, kind of you that know, hype kind of that was a for the Simpsons early. reference to get down this weekend
3: to a I human
1: handbrake going up against the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. Now, that that I would say, that I would say, uh, Lucky. In the whole uh, you,
3: you wanted to make a point on Perth.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, just just quickly as well on on what Josh said about the, about our friend the human handbrake. Like, even when he does try to like do those kind of experiments, be like, oh, I have tried these attacking talents altogether. It was forty five minutes of this game, and it was against considered like considerably the weakest team in the league, like the lowest risk environment in which to do that. And he's like, well, I tried it, and we didn't smash them away, so it didn't work. Back to the status quo. Anyway, um, I just wanted to bring up a, a conversation point from last week where you guys were talking about, uh, you know, most likely celebrity imports into the league, and you started talking about coaches. Lucky,
4: do you actually listen to this podcast?
1: Oh, now and again. Now
2: no. And again. I no! Hold well,
4: on, Joey Insulting all ins- the viewers. Insulting our listeners. He walked right into
1: that one. Everybody, uh, I feel like I, you. I feel like you come away looking worse, worse out of that one than I. Yeah. did. I mean, I take a. Hit, Someone
0: needs so. to wrench the controls from Joey now. Someone
2: kick Joey's a home.
1: Drunk
4: I'm going to keep playing just random clips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, We haven't we haven't talked about Brisbane yet. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to just wanted to say one name that went missing um, from that from memory at least from that discussion. Uh, who I saw on Twitter was was you know tentatively expressing an interest in the Perth job for next season is Sven-Goran Eriksson. How did he not come up? He's like that. the obvious. No, not at all. But Honestly, he was like, why did he not come up? Because I thought he was
3: dead. Like, I thought he was, he's so old. He's 74 years old. This guy was old when he coached England. All right. Uh, like, that was well, 20 no. years I ago. I don't want to talk about that time. All right. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just, I'm actually, I actually don't think he's applying for these jobs. I think his he manager is applying for these jobs. He hasn't and coached he's in manages... three years. Yeah.
1: It's, I'm, I'm not, like, really I just want to be dead. clear. I'm not
3: he's, advocating he's for him. Hey. Ryan HD Football has got a question kind of on this. Apparently, Perth are considering bring Dwight York as next manager, he asks. I personally think Perth should bring back Kenny Lowe. Does anyone think it would be a good idea for Perth Glory to sign Dwight York, who has never coached uh, senior football, uh, to be their coach? Devano. No.
2: As okay. a That's Joey, but chill. Sorry, sorry to go full Euro snob here, but as a yeah. Milan fan, I have seen the amount of times when Milan brought in ex-players who had never coached a game of football before as their manager and see how wrong it goes. Clarence Seidorf, Filippo Inzaghi, Christian Brocchi, Gennaro Gattuso. None of those guys have a job right now. I know I want to see Gattuso in the A-League, but that's the risk you run with bringing in a guy with high NRI, who was a fantastic player, as a coach, because you think it's going to work. You look at Frank Lampard. You look at on a Solskjaer. You look at Andrea Pirlo. You look at Robbie Fowler, for God's sake, at the Brisbane Roar if you want to bring it back here. It doesn't always work out. I mean, one of the examples that it really worked out, I guess you could say Steve Corica and uh, Kevin Musket, but it's why York has never coached before. Perth actually needs someone who has coached the game, has the reps, and he's someone that, you know, understands that sort of side of the game. We've never seen Dwight your coach a game before, so I don't think that he should be thrusted into this role straight away. Listen, it doesn't matter who
4: coaches Perth Glory next season if the underlying club remains a basket case. Who's in charge of recruitment? Who's the football director? We have these conversations about every damn team in the A-Leagues. Like, what is the underlying plan? What is the underlying filler? Philosophy that makes your club your club. What are you trying to achieve? What is your vision that will outlast your current group of players? That will outlast your current coach? Could anybody tell me what Perth Glory's long-term identity is beyond Tony Sage craziness?
3: That there, there will be utility for the token in the, you know the, it's Tony, really exciting. It's
4: crazy. The, key, the keyboard warriors, NFT, like soon. <laughs> <like laughs> <we, laughs> We discussed this a bit when Ben came on the show in the aftermath uh, of Richard Garcia's sacking, and the point still stands up. What? A... <laughs>
3: Sorry, Ryan just has done what we like Nerd. to see and, and make fun, and Alan as well, just to make fun of Joey's accent with the basket. And what was the other one? At last, <laughs> uh, so good I've stuff. Lost for my phone. No, okay,
0: no, but
4: seriously, we were discussing this with Ben. On the show, what is Perth Glory as a football club?
3: Like, what is their what is their purpose? What are they trying to do? Honestly, they're, to me, their still identities. They were good in the NSL. That's actually yeah. still how yeah. I think of this team.
2: But were they really but that what? good? Yes. Oh, back, yeah, yeah, Last yes, time. Okay, you young, okay, you young
3: okay,
0: you just... of the NSL. That yeah. Man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to ruffle you. Mean, you no, ruffle you, old timers. Warble. No, but, but like once what, upon a time. But now they're shit. Ah.
2: <laughs> like the, the point says okay,
0: right,
4: okay. like putting a bandaid of a manager of a, some high profile manager i mean it worked out so you know high profile player worked out so well with daniel sturridge didn't it like what what is this club trying to is it just a plaything of a millionaire mining magnate you know screw yeah. long-term vision like, well, just if that's the case, we may as out... well
0: bring back Gold Coast United, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. is
4: it just try to get people through the money to recoup some of this investment? Or is it, about, is it about creating a functional football club that is going to survive? We've seen, you know, they're bringing through young WA talent this season. It's basically one of the very, very, very few silver linings that can be taken from the end of this Perth glory season, that Ruben Zadkovic is being forced to play the kids. Sven and Eriksson isn't going to play the kids. Dwight York's not going to play these local West Australian kids. Are they? they- they'll have no idea who they are. Like, <laughs> Kenny Lowe has had
3: his chance. Well, this is in response to Ryan, Ryan yeah. HD Football uh, says, Kenny Lowe has a league experience. He knows Perth. I reckon he's the best choice. Look, you're right, Ryan, he, that he does. He does. But, but I, do I agree. Do? I don't think – I think you've got to move on. Although in saying that, like – you say like, oh well, we want to see like maybe a, a new coach given a chance. And look, maybe, um, maybe the um, chill with the the comments down the bottom—it's it, causing me confusion every time I speak. Uh, uh, maybe Ruben Zadkovich deserves a bit more of a chance. I, you know, like so maybe, like maybe, maybe they bring in
4: Kenny Lowe as a football director or something like that. Somebody if he knows the local landscape so
0: well. He's, he's you a good youth I coach. Good. I will give it to Kenny Lowe. He's actually a fantastic
3: junior coach. I, he just never cut actually... it tactically to senior level. You know what? I here's a little thought I have about Perth Glory. If they hadn't, if Alistair Edwards hadn't made a Tony Popovich mistake and played his kids, I actually think Alistair Edwards was would have been a good coach at Perth Glory. Uh, Matthew M. Pepper says Perth need a second A League team to give Glory a kick up the hours like Wanderers did for Sydney FC. Yeah, but. Do we we'll see see it get to A-League expansion in a bit. One so, uh, Do you see it the, being effective?
2: So, so the, the West Coast Eagles A-League team, when? I don't know.
1: No.
3: That's, that's one AFL reference from a guy who was actually paid to write uh, for AFL.com.au this week. I don't like that. You're trying to sync this.
2: Yeah, you get Nick's cheap plugs. I actually wrote about the West Coast Eagles, so go check that out. Yeah, yeah. I, can't work the,
1: uh, I can't work the AFL website into an infamous SMFC mic chant, sadly. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. <laughs> they,
3: they write for the AFL's media outlet. What's <laughs> um, for the 40 website. <laughs> Uh, Edmund Al Jung says, it's refreshing when we talk about youngsters doing well in our league. We're talking about a 16-year-old, not a 23-year-old. Agree with that. Um, Ryan HD Football says, Joey is right. So I disagree with that. But the introduction of two <laughs> legs will make it incredibly hard to make the semifinals. Um, just talking about like teams being worse this year. Melbourne City is considerably weaker than last season. Alan Riley says, respect mm. Booski. So, you know, he's obviously there. Uh, Joey, you wanted to respond to your namesake, Joseph, uh, who who said the Cooper's Stadium Calcio production company best youth pathway in the league? Is he
4: wrong? Well, I would ask us if it's obviously—is it the best youth pathway in the sense that it's the best at producing young players to play in the A League? But is that does? Uh, is it the best youth pathway for actually using those young players mm. consistently and effectively once they actually reach the A-leagues? And yes, I'm thinking of Luis de wasting away behind the ageing Spanish triumvirate here. I think there, there needs to be a difference. You need to differentiate between the amount of young players that receive an opportunity to play a game just flat out versus the amount of minutes they're played the role that they are deployed in and the responsibility that they are given. Um, I think that needs to be a a feature point about all of these discussions. I mean, right now, you'd probably say somebody like the Mariners uh, might not be playing as many kids as Adelaide. I'd have to go back and check. But they're putting youngsters in more important positions and more game-breaking situations than Adelaide. That's what I'd say to that.
3: Yeah, and even like some of the young players that I'd like give opportunities to, they give them to them in those kind of spurts, like Brook getting 45 minutes today, and that job share that seems to be Brook and Bernardo and that they can't be on the field for 90 minutes together.
2: DeBarno, you want to say something? Yeah, just in terms of the Mariners, you make a really good point, Joey. I mean, you look at the youngsters that are getting an opportunity and playing a lot of minutes. I mean, you've got Jacob Farrell at 19 who's basically played every minute this season. Dan Hall at 22 has, you know, become a a linchpin in the heart of that defence at the moment. Who's playing as a centre-back,
4: which is like a yeah, traditionally a, very, a position where aliens very, like to use veteran
2: yeah. figures. And Max Ballard as well, 21, getting a lot of opportunities in the center of the park. Like that's obviously with Bazanic now being abducted by aliens, it's opened up the opportunity for Ballard to, you know, get a chance to the team. And we've seen Matthew Hatch get a few minutes off, like play, you know, meaningful minutes off the bench. He played another half an hour yesterday. Um, we I'd like to see more of Garan Quall, but we've seen Harrison Steele as well. He's 19. He started a few games. So, I mean, as you said, Joey, it, it all comes down to, you know, what your role is. You might have more kids when you look at all the appearances. You might look at Adelaide and say, oh, mm. you know, Aaron Kunda played 15, 15 games, but how many of those are 10-minute cameos or five-minute cameos or how many of them are actually 30-minute cameos where he's actually been able to impact the game, even with Bernardo? I think Bernardo is probably one of the only ones at Adelaide, please correct me if I'm wrong, but who was actually like seeing consistent Minutes. It feels like he's started more games than he hasn't. Um, I'd be curious to see the minutes stats for him. Yeah, he's, especially he's if, yeah, especially since Halloran's gone as well. He's really um, sort of cemented himself in that front three. Um, Antonis
3: Pagonis, uh, Christos Anesti, says Thought Iren Kundu is everything Daniel Arzani was and potentially even more. Big, oh, big call. Anyone,
2: anyone are, see Daniel oh, Arzani? Level they are
4: not similar players.
2: That's a big call, no. a
0: huge call. I, I think Iren think Kunda is like a more explosive finisher, and more of a goal scorer, whereas Arzani is a, a much more creative player and was mm. the heartbeat of that like, pretty ordinary city side. You know, He's taking plays on and generating chances on his own, whereas Iren oh, Kunda so likes fun. to run in behind. And so I think they're different. Like Iren Kunda, who knows what he could be? You know, um,
3: it, Who knows what he could funny. end up being?
0: Because he's so young.
3: It was funny when they were interviewing him afterwards, he was like, he was talking about the strike he did. And he was like, yeah, I don't lift my head up at all when I'm striking. It's like, well, you should lift your head up a little bit. Because he said, when I'm on the ball, I don't lift my head up at all. And it's like, no, you kind of need to do that. You bit. need to kind of check I, where you go, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think he realized he'd said that and then he got nervous and was like, oh, I just don't know what to say. Um, Run the meme says, man, I'm super late to the pod. I hope I didn't miss the Aliga Google bit. Run the memes, you were the one complaining the other week about, times and, oh, we start too late and da 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 And then you're super late to the pod. <laughs> you know, I know you make so much content for us and we're extremely grateful, but you got to lift your game sometimes. <laughs> uh, Alan Riley, last celebrity coach an uh, our league team brought in with zero experience was Fowler at Brisbane, by the way. Yep, we all remember yep. that. Didn't go too well. Uh, Edmund Allen Fowler's, st-
0: Fowler's Brisbane stint would be remembered a lot more uh, favorably if he wasn't such an asshole the whole time he was there, to the fans, like, to if, me, if he didn't, if he, he didn't try to ass dox ass his own fans, yeah, exactly. So
2: like
0: he was, like you know, the results weren't that bad. They were terrible to watch, obviously. Yeah. But like, he really has sullied his reputation down here just because he was such a dickhead at the entire time.
4: Could <laughs> you? Could you imagine an a coach, an A-League coach, getting rattled by the ladies' league? Like.
3: <laughs> well, you know, and the best thing was that he claimed um, Brisbane's kind of success the year after he started claiming that it was you know he's doing or something. It was absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, he's so uh,
0: I... like what a what a fragile ego. I'm so glad he's not around anymore. Um, I'm yeah. I'm sure Dwight York is a much nicer guy than Robbie Fowler, <laughs> but um, that doesn't mean he's going to be a good coach.
3: Yeah. Um, Edmund Al Young says Daniel Sturridge as player coach for Perth Glory next season. I mean, look, if so we just, we just get him as a player, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivan Stragan says, in the words of Gattuso, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I have no idea what he's referring to because he commented this <laughs> like five minutes ago. I think it's because I, I, I think, think it's because I
2: mentioned Gattuso coaching Milan and like bad experiences of first-time
3: coaches. Book. I think yeah. sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Maybe sometimes shit. On, yeah, uh, this podcast. Um, <laughs> I believe was it Josh hosting it. Josh, Josh, uh, did you want to respond to Toros this comment, or has he made a comment further down? I He's made
0: say? two, but I'll respond to this one as well if you like. Um, okay. Look, Glory's first department. long-term yeah. plan should Sorry. be to
3: hire a physio.
0: Go. Uh, look, they hired a whole lot of players over the age of 30 as well. Um, so I don't think they should be too surprised at having injury problems, regardless of the medical department. Um, the question I wanted to respond to was, what about Jeff Hopkins for Perth? Uh, well, I mean, it has happened, I guess. Coaches have made the transition from, from women's football to men's football before, see Kisnorbo um, and others. But I think Jeff Hopkins should be thinking bigger. I think he should be thinking Matilda's coach. Like he's And he's also basically CEO of women's football at Melbourne Victory now. Hmm. So he's got a lot of power there and he's pretty comfortable in that role. So I don't know why he would take a punt, jump to men's football and you know, fly <laughs> the entire way across the country to coach under a pretty nutty owner. So, yeah, I just don't see what's in it for him, even if it like, was offered. Yeah. He's
4: obviously Can, I say no. Can I say no on Jeff Hopkins' behalf for that? Just no. Keep Jeff away agent? from... <laughs> No, I'm not, but still no. Keep Jeff Hopkins away from Yes, protect like, Jeff that. Hopkins. Hopkins <laughs> like one of like one of if not the nicest people in Australian football. <laughs> Keep him away from that. I mean, like like I I to be honest, I also don't think Jeff Hopkins is ruthless enough to be the Matilda's coach. Um, mm-hmm. considering like all the egos and all that management you need to do at Matilda's level, but yeah, I don't think Hopkins would leave for Perth Glory. He's got doing all that stuff. He's also
3: head coach of the Afghan
4: Women's National Team at the moment. He's already got an international game. Right, right.
3: You'll get you'll get your plug in, you'll get your plug in later. It's uh, a really good story.
2: Check it out. Uh Joseph I, I, don't know,
3: I don't know how to pronounce this, but I would imagine it's Chercone, Chercone.
2: Chercone.
3: Checone. So Joseph Checone says nice. their identity is that chicken uh, treat kit. Talking about Perth. Um, Alan Riley's done what I like to see, which is, again, make fun of Joey's, um, Joey's accent. The entire Perth backroom yeah. stuff doesn't have the ticker to lead this team back to the popper level success. Needs a total clean out. I like the use of ticker um and then there's a whole bunch of comments lots of comments coming in matthew and pappas perth need a second leg team to give glory oh we already did we that. went Sorry through
2: about that, that. that. stuff uh, <laughs> just, 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 just move many on let's go let's just move on comments can
3: i, I just... can i
0: say something about popovich at perth yeah i think there's an argument to suggest that when he leaves a club he leaves a tire fire behind because he doesn't mm. play oh, It's well, it's well established like <laughs> mm. i mean you know, I haven't looked into, you know, what's going on at Xanthi at the moment, but, uh, you know, I I know I... and at Perth, you know, they've completely crumbled <laughs> since his departure.
3: Whatever is
4: happening at Xanthi, I don't think we can pin that one on Tony Popovich. I think their problems run significantly so, deeper. Hey, they let Beckham Tadze
0: leave, so obviously they're idiots. Uh, um, we Interestingly need... enough, Beckham Tadze
3: had interest from multiple teams. And it was the Jets that ponied up the most. Really? Good job, Jets. It was worth it. Um, Antonis Pagonis uh, says, Paul Pezos for Perth coach, former player, does wonders for South Australian football with Adelaide United FC youth team, currently Adelaide City. All these former players speak highly of him. By far the best coach uh, in South Australia. Um, No, 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 Nick Stoll, I like this comment better. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, throwing Muse says Perth <laughs> needs a second Aliga I'm choosing to like, believe that Throwing Muse needs, needs he, he's big on the second Perth uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, what's John DeLoop or whatever the one uh, that's around Red there. Star Perth Red Star no affiliation yeah. to the Serbians <laughs> um, we do we do uh, definitely get Ben Smith back on from Perth because he yeah. was great but uh, what I want to also say we asked for people to give a to tell us where they're watching from and WM uh, says shout out Qatar so Look, we we don't speculate on this show. We just give you cold hard facts. But we can say with like ninety nine percent confidence that's a member of the royal family, and obviously they're looking to a massive takeover bid of this podcast. And we just say- I mean, are we sure?
1: Are we sure this person's from Qatar? They didn't just want to bring up Qatar; like, just wanted to give them a general no, shout out uh, and Their actual according friend. to our,
4: our p- podcast statistics, that we do have a listener
3: in Qatar from. Uh,
4: like, Hola,
3: uh, ad, ad dawa. Hola, um, Santi uh, I hope you're having a great time in Qatar. <laughs> um, but look, sh- I mean, look, it might just be a bot shouting out Qatar. Um, Run the meme says TNC to thank the shake at the end of the pod. Look, only when there's enough money. On that's table. a different.
1: That's a different daily uh, podcast. As no, as no. I said,
3: as I <laughs> said before this show, it was gonna. This show is gonna wrap up in under 40 minutes. No problem. I know it's an hour 16 already, but that's all good. Wellington won, Wanderers nil. Um, DeBarno, thoughts on this game that was in Auckland?
2: I just think the funniest part was Roots walking off the pitch. That was the funniest part. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Like that, that, Roots. Rude's walking off the pitch was definitely the fun. Sorry, guys. Can I ask It's, DeBarno, it's your internet, but, dude, Nick.
3: Debano, what do you think has a worse connection? Rude's the Wellington public or you to your internet connection? Because it
2: is rent. <laughs> I I have this connected to my extender. I don't know what's going on. You know, I actually found yeah. out the other day that my internet gets worse when someone turns on the microwave because the microwave we've got is so powerful. It actually shorts
1: our internet. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. The fact that Nick Why was frozen have... while he said that is amazing.
3: <laughs> Why do you have like a nuclear powered microwave? Like
2: that's <laughs> don't, doing don't damage
3: not. to your testicles for sure. Don't, do not use that don't. microwave
1: Trust
2: me. No no no. I, I, was, I was just Nick has uh, to wear the
1: hazmat suit every time he wants to warm up some pizza. <laughs> just...
4: oh, no. I, I have the I have the clip of the bow oh. that is
3: now. Here we go. All right, here we go. There we go. Silence. So look at but, that. That is that
4: is just fall, sensational, it's sensational. It's what uh, you need. He's creativity. being a heel. He's being yeah. the, the evil heel.
2: Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, just We need a, a reference, reference. We do. And he went to Wellington. I mean, they don't really like him over there. He's gone back and he embraces it. Uh, and he obviously got set off. When I saw, you know, in the Fop um, Mob Ticker, when I was actually Ticker, you know, a bit of shout out to Ticker, uh, that, you know, going through that and saying, red card to Mark Rood and I thought, this is definitely a gag. Like, he hasn't actually been sent off. But there was part of me as well. It's like, I'm not really surprised. Like, if anyone was going to get sent off, it probably was going to be rude. Um, But in terms of the game, look, I didn't see too much of it. All I saw was Stephen Yugarkovich's slip. Uh, like, a Phil Rolo <laughs> tweeted saying the pitch was just terrible. Like, really, really waterlogged. And, you know, players were slipping all game. But what a poor time to to slip in that moment, just channeling his inner John Terry and just completely uh, flopping his lines. So, I mean, Wellington won. they got a goal difference of, what, minus 12, and they're probably going to play finals. They might host the final, which I think is actually really cool. I mean, they're going to get a good turnout there. was only a good turnout in Auckland today. So, we talk about final sugar hit and good crowds. Just get a final in Wellington, fellas. That's going to bump up the attendances, won't it? Maybe Uh, a final in
4: Auckland, given what happened to them when they played a game in Wellington.
3: Yeah, maybe it will just come Auckland, them? the, the oh, Auckland yeah. Phoenix. Well, people were so excited to just see a crowd Um, that they were talking like, oh, we didn't have a second team in New Zealand. I think people loving kind of just putting teams uh, in other cities just to, you know, kind of boost it. Lockie, uh, uh, can
4: I drop my expansion take now? Can uh, we leave no. it to the end? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, leave it to the end. Um, we'll expand the podcast by another 20 minutes to fit it <laughs> in. Um. Uh, <laughs> Lockie, uh, did you happen to catch this game uh, in isolation?
1: I did. I did. Again, got about 60 <laughs> minutes sixty <laughs> minutes worth of it. Um, look, I, I have to give full props, uh, as Nick did, for um, Mark Rodan just understanding his role as like the pantomime villain in this game. Like credit to him for, for really leaning into it and, and providing um, what I think Wellington fans sort of needed as part of this day. Like they deserved everything that happened to get this win, you know, the home crowd, to have it happen against Roots, to have it be a bit, um, you know, helter-skelter in the second half. They were trying to sort of close out against a Wanderers team who committed numbers forward, created a few okay chances, but weren't really all that impressive. They were unlucky to lose, but they didn't, they weren't good enough to win. Um, But yeah, I was just so happy that Wellington got this result in the way that they got it against who they got it, um, you know, against whom they got it being Mark Rudan, So that was just perfect for them to see the, um, you know, shirts off the head. Um, not great for my eyeballs, but happy for them. Nonetheless, like that's a good thing. Uh, and, and I have to say as well, um, I, cause he may, he may well listen to this podcast. I don't, I don't not familiar with your you know, numbers, but I assume most people are listening. um, I, when I was younger and a, a supporter of, you know, Melbourne Heart, Melbourne City back in the day before I sort of divested myself, um, used to not enjoy the the Sky Sports New Zealand coverage. Used to find it a little bit, you know, one-eyed, that kind of thing. Didn't always enjoy it. That might have had to do with the fact that we didn't often get very good results against, against Wellington. But to hear the, you know, the New Zealand fans having a great time or the Wellington fans having a great time with that game being, you know, broadcast by jason pine it was great it was just super super um enjoyable very happy for all of them
3: well the other thing is that i think sky new zealand who's was able to do the broadcast i think they do a really good job just in terms of like camera angles and replays and mm. like it's a high level broadcast which maybe we don't see replicated all the time uh in more domestic games but anyway i shouldn't be talking too much about that i possibly will get in trouble Lockie, what did you think of uh satirio in a wingback role is that something you think to be honest i watched that when he does less damage to the team if he's playing wingback
1: yeah well i mean it's it's not in a way not dissimilar to the approach that certain coaches take with young players like (laughs) let's just put him into that like fullback role that's where they can sort of pose the least amount of risk to the team and he, he you know like um Nestor Irenkunda, Ir- he he gets the head down, he doesn't look up, and he just he just runs. He, <laughs> he gives it the up. ravaged spec, and uh, that's that's all good. <laughs> yeah, look, um, maybe Bahagi's that is maybe that is the best spot. position for him long term. Yeah, Behager, I think Trent
3: Buhagiar is going to end up being a fullback at or, some stage, or, or like, Buhagia, as the uh, Asian Champions uh, and the commentators insist on calling him. Um, I would say it was good to see uh, Piscopo involved in the build-up for the goal. I love watching Piscopo play. I hope he is part of the All-Stars. We have a question coming in from the Homer legend. He says, also, can you ask Joey if he actually reads all the books on his bookshelf behind him or is it all for show? Joey, can you confirm or deny? How many have you read? Surely not. Have you
2: read all the Game of Thrones books right there, Joey?
1: Yeah, yes, That's I Melbourne have. Heartball. That's Nerd!
3: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, all of those.
3: Um, Alan Schwarzenegger has a book? Yeah. He's got multiple books. Are
2: you talking about his Like
4: This is like the holy bible of bodybuilding and physique training, mate. Everybody should have a copy of that. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
3: I've read. This is great nice. for the podcast listeners. Just Joey looking at his bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Joey's well, book i holding up is Schwarzenegger of
0: podcast,
4: the new Encyclopedia of Modern build- Bodybuilding. It's great. It's got pictures as well. Um, yeah, I've read. Well, most yeah, of
0: it. Arnie Arnie doesn't read as uh, as we learn in the Simpsons. So <laughs> it's
4: a good book. You skinny guys could learn a thing or two. all
0: right, all
3: right, all right, uh, uh, all right. Edwin, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Edmund R. Young says, remember a couple of years ago when we didn't want a New Zealand team continuing our league? Yeah, I mean, like as well. <laughs> Joey's Wellington eyes really... shift nervously as he tries. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as, I mean, they have kind of, only because the others have kind of fallen by the wayside so badly. Wellington looks really good by comparison. But I don't know. Any other thoughts on Wellington one wanderers nil?
0: Uh, Lockie, you mentioned Mark Rodan leaning into it uh, If only Steven Yugakovich had done the same As he did the penalty <laughs> Instead of <laughs> leaning backwards And John Terry style Skying it uh, That, was, that way, was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen And I've seen I some think- shockers
3: Ben, yeah, it was really. It did, you know what, remind me of Harry Kill's uh, penalty for Melbourne Heart against Sydney FC, <laughs> which you really, when you, that was when, like, and I loved Harry Kill growing up. I loved him probably more than I loved any Bitch. Australian player. And he had a, such a bad penalty in Sydney against Sydney FC for Melbourne Heart. And that was when I was like, oh my God, it's over. This It's totally over for him. He can never play football uh, professionally. So, Harry Kill, great career. Um, Joseph, uh, how do we, how do we say we were going to pronounce this? Check on it. It's all right. on it. says much prefer Pine than Credlin and Bolt in the Sky commentary team. Look, don't want to get political, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then run the memes who is Wanderers fans. He says, yeah, Wanderers are shit. So that kind of just sums up the feeling uh, in the fan base. I heard, I saw him saying it. it was kind of sad. Actually, he said like, I don't want to pay my membership fee. Anymore, I don't think I'm going to be a member next year. And I wonder, like the Wanderers, who probably at their peak mm. had about 18,000, 19,000 members, I really do wonder how many are going to return next season unless they sign massive names. Like, because what are they going to do? They, do did, another... they did that, they did that massive names. I'm talking, I'm talking names that get me to sign up. All right, oh, Andres Iniesta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically if you if you played for Barcelona regularly from 2008 to 2012, I'll sign up. For
2: so so basically so basically if if Christian Teo or like Bojan Kovic signed for Barcelona, Stoke would be on Suarez. Yeah. None of
3: these. None of these. Dennis Suarez is all right. Uh, shout out Tony. Uh, he says I'm just posting so Nick can have a crack at my surname. Uh Tony
1: Persoglia? Persoglia? <laughs> no? TP2. you are building your garden. So TP2 so as
3: he went um, on the Daily Football Show. Shout out, Tony. Apologies, mate. Uh, thank you for... Uh, look, write in if you have a tough surname. Why not? Let's do this. Uh, right, write, in
4: if any, write in if you can remember what my nickname was on the Daily Football Show. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Stephen, I mean, I would say Carlian, but maybe it's something else. They made my surname... They bring up my surname and it's Cornish. Yeah, mate, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not Cornish. Stephen, Star How can I say yeah. is Stephen, uh, 50%
4: of this podcast's content is making fun of my English accent. What hope do you think you have as a cor- <laughs> as a Cornishman?
3: Yasu Antonis uh, <laughs> says it's okay. <laughs> you got to it wrong cool against store It's Antonios. It's not Antonis. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> Antonio, sorry. Uh, What what, what
4: game are we supposed to be talking about? I feel as though we've gotten massively off track here. We're
3: talking about the game that's on everyone's lips, Brazil v Argentina (laughs) at the MCG. It's on everyone's (laughs) lips in Australia. It's not on everyone's lips uh, in Brazil or in Argentina. Do they even know it's happening? Um, Because as I don't think the Argentine Federation does. Yeah, as someone pointed out, they haven't mentioned it. Commonwealth hasn't said anything about it. Tickets are on sale, but I mean, uh, this is you guys. The Melbourne Mafia has tried to make this happen. Explain what's
2: going on. Are we Are we sure that it's actually the Brazilian-Argentinian and national football team that's playing, or is it a Brazilian-Argentinian national football team comprised of Brazilians and Argentinians living already in Melbourne that are being put together like for an ad hoc friendly at the MCG and going, right, "Hey, come it. along to see Uh-oh. you know all these Brazilians and
1: Argentinians
2: in action." But in reality, it's just the local futsal guys that play it's in Albert. Park. Be. I
1: I gotta say, you 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 shit on that, Nick, but I would be relatively interested in watching oh, that sort look, of game. You
2: know what? I, I would love it. Lockie, you've told me stories about coming up against the South Americans at the Albert Park Futsal Nets down at Albert right. uh, down there and how you've been completely embarrassed by them. I would love to see them in action. In fact, I'm calling one of the Brazilians that play for Brunswick City tomorrow. Quick shout out to go tune on npl.tv. Who's actually an expert yeah, so who you loves can play- tune in to tune into me and
4: Josh's call of uh, Oakley versus Bentley and not uh, MPL2? <laughs> no, no, this uh, is not. This is not yeah, that's starts- okay, not no. Okay, we should actually talk about what's actually happening. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, okay. I think what needs to be re- like reiterated to the people tuning into the stream of the podcast tour games like this exist in their own little ecosystem far, far away than anything else related in Australian football. Just like, mm. look at all the people that were initially reporting on this story. Like, the people that initially broke the story in their reactions, the people that were initially promoted the game. None of them were part of the football media. They're all, like, events people. Like, that's what these sort of games exist in. They, they're not... Like, they're not part of Football Australia's strategy or the APL strategy. This is a private touring company partnering with the Victorian government to bring a game out. Foot, like the extent of a football's involved, Australian football's involvement in this thing is Football Australia has to sanction the game and they'll take a fee for sanctioning the game. And if something goes wrong, it's not their fault. We got, we got our money. It's, you know, it's the promoter's fault. Like that's it. They sanction the game and that's it. Like... This is so, this. This is not
3: anything to do with this. This is an entertainment product. It's not a football product. De Bono, and Joe, I'll come to you on this, but yeah. just on this, it's Run the Means is saying uh, he's talking about the Argentinian Football uh, Association uh, fighting the game. They don't want it. Uh, so, do we like serious question? Is this actually happening? And is it happening as a friendly, or is it happening uh, kind of you know as he's saying in another comment? this catch-up qualifier that uh, was abandoned at one stage? Is it actually going to happen?
2: Oh, look, who knows? I mean, aren't I, I, Argentina playing like a friendly against Italy in June or something? It's like that cop, that new yep. Copper America versus Euro. It's in England as well. So they have to go from literally a 24-hour flight from London to Melbourne. And, you know, like logistically, it's an absolute nightmare. I mean, we spoke about the Barcelona A-League All-Stars game being a nightmare because it's, hey, it's in the middle of grand final week. But for Argentina, this is beyond a logistical nightmare. They're going to be coming here absolutely cooked if it's after the Italy game. I actually don't know if it is or not. I'm just pulling it up now. Well, apparently it's 10 days after the Finalissima, as it's called. And... Um, you know, I don't know whether, like, are they actually going to bring, like, a full-strength team as well if this actually happens? You mentioned it's an entertainment product, Joey. Are they, like, are are the players that actually are in their best team going to turn around and say, hey, I actually want to come to Melbourne and play this game? Or do I want to go hang out in Ibiza and, you know, have a bit of a a chilled off-season? And, Joey, it's funny. We talk about wrestling references on the show. You mentioned this is an entertainment product in this game. And you said that Football Australia have to sanction the match. What if this was an unsanctioned match? Like we see all the time, it's like, you know, it just becomes pure chaos, XFL style. We just go I've all already, out. Brazil I've already
4: either. I've already spoken to people at Football
2: Australia that confirmed they were aware of the match, they've sanctioned it, they've copped their fee. So Joey, I'm having Joey, I'm having a laugh. Okay. I'm just having a laugh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know ah. that
3: <laughs> Josh, just because oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, um, because you weren't doing it. Someone a just turned on the
1: microwave at Nick's
3: house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the podcast, we've just lost Tabato, but there, he's come back. Uh, Josh, Tass. Uh, no, we didn't Maliarra lose him. Was, I kicked yeah. him
4: for his racism against the uh, English accents.
2: You'd be bagging Josh, me Tassi for being Maliarra Italian for weeks, tics, man. All right,
3: all right, all right. Relax, relax you, relax you. Tickets are like $150. Josh, you're a football fan. Would you pay that to go see this game, kind of knowing what you know right now?
0: No, absolutely not. Like, w- why would you? But this, the football fans are not the same as the one-off theatre goers. They're two super separate groups of people. Uh, there might be some overlap, but yeah, I, I don't think you know anyone who's really plugged into this. And knows that it's going to be like a a shell of a of a team coming down here um, from both sides. We should
3: pay one hundred and fifty dollars to go watch this. It's a joke. Like, um, but look, I mean, to to, I don't necessarily think the players might like the best players might not come. We had pretty much some of the best plays, except for Neymar when Argentina-Brazil came out here last time in 2017. Messi came out here. They just played terribly. <laughs> it was just the mm. most, like, it lacked so much intensity. And that's, I guess, one of the disappointing things is when you're watching, you know, a super Clasico, Brazil v. Argentina, when you're watching this incredible, you want to see that intensity that's usually always there. It's the same with El Clasico. It's the same reason I don't really, you know, for many reasons, a old firm derby wouldn't have worked here in Sydney. Once you take that intensity out of those matches, yeah, I don't know, to me, it doesn't feel like they are the same matches. Well, I also yeah.
0: object to the way that the Brazilian Federation is using their national team as a traveling cash cow. Mm. Uh, and I think that has meant that the Brazilian team has actually lost some of its luster back home. And I don't think fans are excited about as excited about watching them as they used to be. I've heard uh, Tim Vickery and others talk about this phenomenon. That they play so many friendly matches as this sort of Harlem Globetrotters super team, supposedly, with all the Nike branding surrounding them. You know, they're still harking back to like the airport commercial, right? And they're playing all these games in the Middle East for to pick up checks, basically, for the federation. I think some of the players are even feeling kind of laboured and downcast about playing for the Brazilian national team where it used to be this magical thing. Um, so I I object to the game being staged here full stop uh, for all the reasons you've outlined, Nick. Uh, I think it's um, an ugly stain on modern football, to be honest. And I don't think this t- these teams who already are stacked with players who pl- all play in Europe um, and their home fans never get to see them, I don't think we should be taking their friendly matches or even their qualifiers, especially away from those those supporters, because that's what makes the South American qualifiers special is the teams get to go home and you get to see all those players that have long since left your shores. So um, mm. I, I object to the fact that it's being played here on, I guess, ideological grounds. And mm. uh, despite uh, Skip's comment, uh, I'm actually not going to get a media pass to this game. I'm not going to go
1: watch.
3: Josh would I mean- get a media pass and go watch for free. I'll tell you what, I would.
0: It helps. <laughs> it helps. Hey, you know it's very easy to take that ideological stand because I'm actually in Queensland that week. But,
4: uh... but like, looking, I've, I've been look a lot of the, like, seeing the things, like, people have been talking about, oh, it's depressing that the Socceroos can only get XYZ and this game's going to get 98. I don't think that should be the thinking. Like I said, this is an entertainment product, it's not a football product. In the exact same way that you wouldn't get upset that the Socceroos are only drawing XYZ. XYZ and Marvel's The Avengers opened up to ABC at the box office. Don't compare the gate from, you know, this super classico with the soccer. They're entirely different things. It's an entertainment product. It's not yeah. like it's 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 a traveling circus, as has been said. Like, who knows? There might be some great football on display. The, the talent. Uh, that Argentina and Brazil have, if they came out and actually gave it great guns, you probably would get a fantastic footballing spectacle. Guarantee you, none of the people who's, who's um, uh Just I guarantee, got some takeaway. Yeah, Yeah, I guarantee you, hardly any of the people actually buying tickets for this thing are worried about it being a fantastic football spectacle. They're going because it's the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Harlem Globetrotters, Brazil versus Argentina. It's not a reflection on the state of football in this country. It's It would be like saying that the NBL is dying because we're getting a tour match of the Boston Celtics versus the LA Lakers or something like that, and it turns out to be their G League sides, whatever. Like, yeah. like it's not... They're not comparable. It's a um, concert. It's a, it's a pro wrestling show. It is a, it's a new movie. It's a, it's a circus. It's whatever you want to call it. It is not a pure sporting competition. So it is not an apples to orange comparison um, when you are comparing it to a soccer roos game or an
3: A-Leagues game. That's true. Um, Giraldo says just speaking about uh Argentina's fixtures, Italy on June 1st, and even possibly Israel on June oh, wow. uh, 6th. So that, that could be uh tough. Edmund R. Young has a solution, he's a Celtic versus Brazil uh fixed. Uh, um, cool. run the meme says Neymar and Messi were promised in the email that went out, and uh, Steven uh is that what he said, Carline in the end, Carleon car olympically on it uh it's a dead rubber so why would they risk their players the reason that they would risk their players is because i'm pretty sure that they have in the contract stipulations where it's like yeah, i'm just throwing out figures here i don't know what actual the figures are but it'll be like hey we'll give you 10 million argentina if messi comes and if it's argentina without messi you get 1.5 or something so there's a big incentive for them to bring out um those players so i don't know uh Tasma Maliaros says, uh, we did these in- international exhibition matches five years ago. Why haven't we progressed since then? It's cringe and won't get us anywhere as a code, Joey.
4: Because it's not a code strategy. Like I said, yeah. this is promoters and a Victorian government game bringing this out. This is not a Football Australia strategy. It is not an APL strategy. If these games are happening, of course, Football Australia and the APL are going to try to capitalise on it and get some casual fans interested in their local product. They'd be derelict in their duty if they weren't but this is not part of Australian football strategy. This is a government thing. This is a promoter thing. It's not part of like the APL and football Australia aren't putting their eggs in this basket. It's not, it's not a code driving thing. If it helps drive the code forward, even just a little bit fine, but that's a bonus. It's not
3: part of a strategy. Uh, the Homer legend says you would literally have to pay me 150 to go to the MCG to watch a second string Brazil V Argentina run the memes. My only objection to the game is that it's being played in Melbourne. Yeah. That annoyed me a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> no danger of getting an international game in Queensland uh, says Stephen. Shout out to their
1: state government. Um, Lockie, you going to go? I, I mean, I don't really have much to, to add to this one on top of what's already been said. Like I, I feel a, uh... Pretty strong sense of apathy for this game. I think it's interesting that TAS brings up the international, you know, exhibition games from five years ago when we had the International Champions Cup in Melbourne. Like, sure, there was a bit of buzz at the start, but even as the games progressed, like the, the MCG was not full. The crowds were lower than for a lot of those games than you would have expected. And something like this is it's just capitalising on, you know, the um, scarcity of events. You know That have gone on in the last two years and they're trying to use these to fill as many as they can. And and when you've got a big fan base like Manchester United, genuine people who care about, you know, that club here, I guess that makes sense. But for something like this, is there really the market of like authentic Argentine Brazilian people to fill that out with, you know, genuinely 100,000 fans? No. Ironically, so, you
4: could probably fill it out with passionate Brazilian and Argentinian fans in Sydney, as we saw at the Matildas oh, <laughs> versus Brazil game.
2: Interestingly enough, you mentioned that, Lockie. like the three friendlies we had for the ICC in 2016, there was no crowd out of the three games that G bigger than 42,000. Yeah. The biggest crowd and those games, they was, sucked. Like
1: those, those yeah, games were not they good. were
2: us. Like it was victory. Went all right is, for Squale. Yeah, well, for him. I mean, he got the move, but... <sighs> Look, he obviously unfortunately hasn't worked out for him afterwards. But I mean, you Tottenham, uh, Tottenham Atletico. Yeah. I don't remember what the crowd was like in Geelong for the victory Atletico game, and it was just a friendly. But I mean, in 2015 as well, Lockie, like they had the 90,000 for City Madrid and a decent turnout for Madrid Roma. But I remember that City Roma game had like 15,000 people at the MCG, yeah, it was a lot was of really fun. Bad. We always talk about I mean, it in like in, in, footy, in football lore about Joe Hart's penalty, but no one went. Like, that's the thing. No one went. So I,
3: if I lived in Melbourne, I would go. I wouldn't fly down for it. I would, this is why I would go. And this is just a personal thing. But if Messi scored a hat-trick in the city I lived and I could have gone and saw it and I didn't go and see it, oh, I'd never be able to forgive myself. Never be able to forgive myself. I don't think it's going to happen. But just because there's the possibility that that might happen,
2: I'd have to go. Look, not gonna lie, we're we're, we're on one um, hour forty-two. Yeah, yeah, not gonna lie. Probably probably gonna try and snare a media pass for that game. So let's 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 hope that we can get down to the game. In that sense, bloody porn um, all sangers. Right.
0: <sighs> well,
3: Joey, you did just mention uh, that we're coming towards the end of the show. Does anyone have any last, final kind of plugs that they want to get away? Joey, you're usually the one to plug stuff.
0: Me, me and Joey calling Oakley-Bentley tomorrow. Anzac Day yeah.
2: MPL game. That's where it's at, Yeah, guys. well, if you want to watch them at five, I'm on at eight with Ed Good at the Venator Club. So get down. Box off those Lions,
1: lines, baby. That's the game I would have plugged if I did not yeah. have um, Stars Cove too. So, you know, there we go. So much I can often, do about
4: uh, that not a, Not, even going to deign that with a response. But, yeah, so um, calling with Josh tomorrow. Uh, Oakley cannons versus Bentley greens, big game. Watch that NPL.tv piece in the guardian um, coming out uh, in praise of the F3 Derby. Um, it was such a good game that I filed my match report for AAP, sat down and wrote an 800 and 800 odd word feature on it for the guardian um, as well. Um, Afghan's women's national team played their first competitive uh, game since being forced to flee uh, the Taliban, Um, Yes, that's what I'm doing now. Um, Played their first competitive game since being forced to flee the Taliban in August last year, um, playing against ETA Buffalo. Really serendipitous bit of scheduling. Football Victoria didn't plan it, but they couldn't have planned it any better if they had. ETA Buffalo, East Timor, Australia Buffalo, founded by East Timorese refugees um, back in 1982. So it was a team founded by asylum seekers hosting the Afghans women's national team in their first competitive game. It uh, ended nil-nil, a game played in great spirit. Um, Just There was a lot of, like, being completely sincere. Watching these girls train and play and progress has been one of the most rewarding things I've ever got to watch and experience in football throughout my time in it. I just love playing, man. And they didn't, (laughs) they were going to be murdered for that or beaten or other horrible, horrible things, them and their family, because they want to play sport. Fucked. So fuck the Taliban. And it's just so great to see these girls out here in Australia being happy, staying together, um, being united and playing games. Great. For just and good on Melbourne Victory for supporting them, good on Jeff Hopkins for coaching them. Um, So, I'll have a story on that hopefully at an ESPN. I've already submitted it, I'm just waiting for them to publish it. Um, They're playing their first home game um, next week, be great to see people get down there for that. I'll be down there as well. There's gonna be a ton of coverage. The New York Times was there today covering this first game for the Afghans women's national team, AFP um, was down there, Al Jazeera was down there. The ABC was down there. So there was a lot, there's going to be a lot of stuff about this. Um, So that's some great stuff. What else do I have uh, in the agenda? I've been working on a story for ESPN. Um, Obviously there's an election going on and there's one real sports related issue that isn't actually an issue that has been brought to the fore. I have gotten on the record comment from the APL, PFA and football Australia surrounding that. Um, once that finishes working its way through Disney's lawyers, hopefully that will go up um, in ESPN. And I
3: think that's it. Tobano, uh, anything you want to plug this week? If I
2: speak, I'm in trouble in terms of where my plug would be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, in terms of cheap plugs, uh, head over to the AFL website if you're an AFL fan. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It, I, it, in the AFL, you can't boo the umpires these days. It was fifty-meter penalty, so I think we should. Be, whoever, whoever did that, I, I assume it was Joey. So there you go. There Nick, you go. Uh, Nick um, can't can't help uh, but notice uh, that
1: you raised your hands while you made that point. So hmm. I'll remove myself <laughs> for that one as well. But anyways,
2: yeah. um, no. Nah, in terms of that, I, I don't have the same plug stole. Uh, all my stuff has already gone to print. So Josh,
3: anything you want to plug?
2: No. Great. Uh, let's <laughs> Let's get, let's <laughs> get
3: off here, young boy, Lockie. Uh, what a debut! Uh, you've been you've been fantastic. Uh, we're not going to talk expansion. We're going to talk that uh, another week. Um, My take but... only lasts
4: twenty seconds. Uh, all right, go. All right. S- second division promote the best teams from the second division. Bang! You've expanded.
3: Yep, go Lockie. I just fixed. The no, no, i was things. just
1: giving a check mark. I just. Cool. Joey. sounds great. <laughs> Who would have thought? You pr- you promote clubs that uh, have established,
4: you promote clubs that have established teams that have established bases, established strength, established fan bases, and it works. Who would have thought?
2: Um, and uh, shout out Melbourne City nil nil at the moment in the Asian Champions League. Uh, I think if they win tonight, I think they're basically through as well. Yeah,
0: so, and uh, yeah, they got to win this game. They're playing a K two side. Come on, but well, no, it's still nil, much.
3: and it's not looking good. <laughs> Tilio's not there. Is he he's suspended. He's suspended. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's coming on the bench. So I was wondering what that's about. So the question oh, um... is, where the
4: fuck is Kolakowski?
2: He uh, was. I don't think he's on the bench. He might be. Does he a knock he's, on he's on the bench. Oh, he's on the bench. Oh, and shout out to my boy Pucci, who played 10 minutes the <laughs> other day. So get in there, Butcherelli.
1: <laughs> he returned from his planet. He's back. Uh,
3: um. Hirado says something that would definitely uh, get him uh, in a lot of trouble. Bring back Futsuge just to give Ante an A-League club to support. Lockie, did you have a good time on the pod?
1: Great time. I know this will be my first and last as a young player. This will be my first and last appearance. So really enjoyed it. Um, Sorry for the two, you know, um, the the takes that were too risky, the passes (laughs) that were too long. I know they've cost me my spot for future weeks. But it's been enjoyable. Um, I've had a great time.
2: Now nah, I reckon we can't get you back on again next week, Lockie. I can You, you
3: are welcome anytime you want, uh, as is Ben Smith, as is Philip Rollo, as is our other one game uh, wonders. And in fact, next week I'm gonna be in Melbourne. Did you so just,
0: forget Hedo just forget Taron Heddo and you Forget, yeah, they're not one game wonders, are they? Erasure yeah.
3: Josh. Josh knows exactly why I didn't say them because they appeared more than once, but you guys don't focus on that. Shame on you, Joey. and that's how we'll end the pod. hold on, on did we just Shame. see that Stoll's coming to Shame. Melbourne next week? I'm coming to Melbourne next week. Ooh. Uh, yes. Maybe but we should do I, an in-person pod. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll get a chance to. Um, but anyway, oh, but that's ooh. something we should discuss. Dude, no ticker. Ooh, you make no time, ticker.
2: stole. It doesn't matter needing time. You make time.
3: <laughs> Thank you for everyone who uh, watched, listened, whatever you did. Uh, please get, send through your comments. Please just keep uh, reviewing us on podcast stuff. Like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Have a great weekend uh, and we'll see you next week.